evening everyone. Uh, last um, uh, Sunday when we had our Zazinka, I was talking a little bit about um, a book I was reading, which some of you may be familiar with. It's a, a was a bestseller a number of years ago called Sapiens by Yuval um, Harari. It became a, a bestseller. Um, uh, the author is um, an Israeli historian and he's also quite a dedicated Buddhist practitioner. And so it says in his um, biography that he meditates for two hours every day and he does a 30-day retreat every year. So he's pretty serious. And you can see how um, that influence uh, in Vipassana meditation. And so you can see... Um, the influence of that in his book. And he, he says that um, Buddhism had helped him to write the book, not only just in terms of being able to focus his mind, um, but to see through all the different mental constructions that human beings have created over the centuries, from religions to political ideologies, etc., etc. And... Um, he talks about how it's a, a why human beings have succeeded as well as they have from an evolutionary point of view is because we've got this special ability to do abstract thinking and to imagine um, realities, imagine things. And, uh, uh, but it's important that and what we understand through doing Dharma practice and through meditation practice is we, we become much more clear about distinguishing what is abstract and what is a mental construction and what is imagination and what is the present moment reality. That's what, we, that's what we're distinguishing um, much more clearly the more we do this practice. Anyway, one of the... Um, he, he, there's a brief mention about Buddhism in the whole book um, and... Uh, what he says in there is not something new, um, but it just struck me uh, when I read it, and I wanted to share with you. But he said that through, through history, um, you've had many different religions and even New Age um, movements and so on, telling us that we can't rely on external circumstances for our happiness. And if we rely on you know, the material world and so on for our happiness, well, we're not going to find it there. And that what you need to do is you, you need to go within and you need to be in touch with your inner feelings and so on. And what he said, the Buddhist take on that is, well, you're not going to get much refuge in there either. Mm. That's not, that's, that is the point of many different religions, that you'll find some feeling state within yourself, um, which is a refuge, you know, or you can... You can create a heaven that you're going to go to where you're just going to be in a blissful state all of the time, forever, for eternity. And he's saying from the Dharma point of view is that there's not even a place inside that you can cling to or hold on to which is going to be some permanent state of feeling good. Mm -hmm. That's another delusion that people have. Um, just to share with you from my... Um, very beginning stages of being involved in um, Eastern um, practices. I started off with yoga and uh, 
was in the beginning stages of a, an ashram which developed in Australia. And people were given mantras um, to, um, to recite by a teacher or by a guru. And often people had very um, blissful experiences when they first started doing a, a mantra. Um, but then at some point the mantra wouldn't work mm-hmm. the, way, the way it used to. And people used to get really um, angry at the guru or the teacher because their mantra wouldn't work anymore and they weren't getting a blissful feeling from it. Uh, now, I think that's actually very funny. Um, be good material for stand-up, stand-up comedy or something to go through that, you know, and the expectations that are built around it. But within that, this is kind of, well, you do this practice and you're going to create this kind of um, permanent blissful experience inside of yourself all the time. Now the Buddhist perspective is is that it's the clinging to anything which will create your suffering. So you can be clinging to outside circumstances like your status or your wealth or whatever um, but you can also be clinging to states of mind. Whatever it is you cling to is going to create suffering for you. And so there's many different sort of isms out there and movements, you know, which are, are, are asking you to focus on within. Um, and that's where you're going to find some kind of peace. Yes, there is a kind of turning away from the world. From, from a Dharma perspective, there's nothing you find there that's, imp- that's permanent inside of yourself. And if you, if you think that it is, you're going to be, well, that's the process you need to go through and you'll find to be quite deluded by it or realise it was a delusion. Even in psychology, there's some kind of hint, you know, of, you know, if you've been in touch with your feelings, um, that somehow that's going to make you happier. But it can sometimes miss the point that if you're just trying to cultivate positive feelings and get rid of negative feelings, if you're still clinging to them, you're still going to suffer. That's, the, that's a core teaching of Dharma practice. And it's not only like feelings of clinging to feelings of anger or resentment or passion or whatever um, can create suffering. It's also, as I mentioned in the, in the few words I said as we started sitting, <coughs> even if you cling to so-called spiritual states of being, it'll be a form of suffering. And you can see this scattered throughout different um, Dharma teachings. In Zen, you would think that by doing meditation all the mind all the time that um, you would create a clear state of mind. And you do create a clear state of mind or a clearer state of mind. But one of the Zen poems or teaching reminds us most people want a pure light pure white, sorry. Most people want a pure white, but sweep as you will, you will never empty the mind. So you then cling to some ideal that you want this sort of pure light clarity all the time, and it comes and goes, then that will create suffering. You'll never sweep it totally clear. If you have some Buddhist ideal that you're going to go around every moment of your life feeling loving and compassionate and you cling to that and you desperate, desperately do loving-kindness meditation to try and maintain that state, that will create suffering as well. 
because it's just the nature of a human being that you're often just in a neutral state. You're not, you're not feeling anything at all. And then something happens and it creates a, a response within you. If you try to cling to intellectual states of mind, you know, where you've analysed something and you're holding onto a position, you think you've got a, the right position, that'll collapse as well. A bit more information will come along and it'll collapse. Doesn't matter what you cling to. Clinging to blissful states is quite a common um, problem that people get into with meditation and retreats, expecting they're going to come back again or they're going to hold on to them in some kind of way. So remember the core teaching is that um, states of mind that may arise in everyday life or in meditation are just like weather patterns. There's no weather going through mind. Sometimes it's sunny, sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's rainy, sometimes it's windy. And there is a peace, there is a deeper sense of peace that comes from not clinging to any of those weather patterns that go through your mind. But there is a Within this, there is a kind of um, faith that goes along with practice or faith, if you don't like that word faith, a kind of trust that comes with Dharma practice. That if you, if you don't cling, if you learn not to cling or at least you're aware of your clinging, um, there is some sense of peace and equanimity arises out of that because you're not holding on to something which is by nature impermanent, and then creating a tension. There is a peace that comes from non-clinging. And there's also, there's a faith that, um, there's compassion that comes from non-clinging as well. It's like you just trust um, that your whole being will respond in that way if you stop trying to. And what, it, what it, that, that is similar to, in terms of coming back to the body and trusting the body, um, as an amateur musician over the years, I've been learning to play the flute and playing in an Irish tradition where you don't read the music, you have to remember the music, and it's very fast music. So your intellectual mind can't keep up with the speed of the notes and everything. And one of the things that you learn over years is that if, if you keep thinking about where you've got to put your fingers or how that tune goes like that or whatever, um, you won't play with much fluidity at all. You get there, but it won't be very fluid. As soon as you start to trust that you just play the tune in your head and your fingers know where to go, and you trust that your fingers will know where to go, it works. Mm-hmm. And it's an act of trust. It's an act of faith that you, your body just knows what to do. It's kind of, Dharma's kind of like that as well. You let go of all the intellectual clinging and trying to work it out and analyse and hold on to things, you will find that you drop into this state of being where your, your, your body just knows what to do or your mouth knows just what to do or say, right? And um, you're, you, you're confronted with a, a, a situation in life where um, it requires a compassionate response and if you get out of your own way, that's what will come forth. The appropriate response will come forth. That's, that's the faith that we need to get back to. Um, that if we stop clinging to intellectual resolutions or vows of commitment and so on, um, the natural responses will occur. 
you, you, no one can teach you that. You, all you can do is, is um, follow the process and um, you'll start to um, experience that yourself, just like a musician will start to experience they've got more fluidity if they trust what their body will do and where their fingers will go. But only you can experience that. It requires a kind of a letting go into trusting the body and trusting your being for that to arise.